Welcome to Kingdom.Think, where we are reading the Bible in one year, and we're in the book of Isaiah. We're at chapter 21, 22, no, I'm sorry, 20, 21, and 22. Reading the book of Isaiah um, is designed to wake up your spirit and your soul. It's not really, this is just my opinion, it's not really designed to be read logically. Um, so you want to have an open mind and a curiosity and accept the fact that you're not going to understand things because how could you? This is the, this is the, the thoughts and the mind of God. And um, yeah, so powerful. Okay, so chapter 20, a prophecy against Egypt in Cush. Um, I didn't find anything in there that really grabbed my attention. To, to share with you. It's kind of a short chapter, so you can read that one. Now remember, the purpose of reading, even though you may not understand pieces, is you want to be able to say you read the entire Bible. And um, you want to let it speak to your spirit. Chapter 21, the prophecy against Babylon. Here's where it gets a little interesting. Once you start seeing you know, certain names that you're familiar with, you kind of go, ooh, what's going to happen to Babylon? Or did this already happen? How, how specific was the prophetic word? And, and did it happen exactly like that? That's where it gets interesting. Um, at this, my body is racked with pain. Okay, da-da-da-da. So he's seeing here, I think Isaiah is seeing the, the vision and what he's seeing is so painful. At this, my body is racked with pain. Pain, pangs seize me like those of a woman in labor. I am staggered by what I hear. I am bewildered by what I see. My heart falters. Fear makes me tremble. The twilight I long for has become a, a horror to me. So he's sharing just like, I'm sharing this vision, but what I see is so painful. Um, and then also in 21, a prophecy against Edom. And then... Also in 21, verse 13, starts the prophecy against Arabia. Um, I like how chapter, verse 6 is kind of specific. Within one year, as a servant bound by contract would count it, all the splendor of Kedar will come to an end. The survivors of the archers, the warriors of Kedar will be few. The Lord, the God of Israel has spoken. So then you go back and you go, well, who's Kadar? Did it really fall within a year? That kind of stuff. Very interesting if you want to go deeper. And then moving down to chapter 22, a prophecy against the Valley of Vision. You might say, well, what's the Valley of Vision? Jerusalem. It's thought of as Jerusalem. I mean, I suppose they don't know for sure, for sure, but everything I've looked into says, yes, it's Jerusalem. But then they say, but Jerusalem's often referenced as a hill, a mountain, you know, the hilltop that looks over everything with their power and their might or their reverence, whatever. All I know is Jerusalem is often referenced as a hill. But here they're saying it's being referenced as a valley, a valley of vision. And then possibly it's a contrast that they're lacking vision, so they've become a valley. When you're on a hilltop, you have vision. You can see over things. And, but, but when you don't have vision, 
it's like you're in a valley where you can only see what's a, what's a few feet in front of you. But when you're in a hilltop, you can see above and you can see everything. So it's possible that he's talking about how they are a hill, but they're acting with, without vision. You have no context. You have no, you can't see. Um, okay, what troubles you now that you have all gone up to the root, roofs? You town so full of commotion, you city of tumult and revelry. You, your slain were not killed by the sword, nor did they die in battle. All your leaders have fled together and they have captured without, they have been captured without using the bow. Um, okay, so he's talking about them being captured. Verse 8, the Lord stripped away the defense of Judah, and you looked in that day to the weapons in the palace of the forest. You saw the walls of the city of David were broken through in many places. You stored up water in the lower pool. You counted the buildings in Jerusalem and tore down the houses of, to strengthen the wall. You built a reservoir between the two walls for the water of the old pool. But you did not look to the one who made it. Ooh. Or have regard for the one who planned it long ago. So here was Israel suffering, being taken captive. And the ones that were left behind were trying to repair it. And, but they didn't look to the one who made it. Basically, they're not looking to God for, as their primary source. Now that definitely can relate today. How often are we in the midst of a difficult situation or life itself being difficult? But do we really lean on God, the creator of the world of life itself? Do we really lean on God? And just like the Israelites didn't, they did it in their own strength and trying to figure things out. You got to go to God first and then he'll give you the right direction. Yeah, that's what I got from chapter 22. So good. Um, But you did not look to the one who made it or have regard for the one who planned it long ago. Wow. So a lot of times when you're reading these prophetic visions and you wonder, why, why is God being so hard on these people? Why is he being unforgiving? God's not being unforgiving. These people are not repenting. They're not you have to, these people have to repent, just like the United States has to repent. God wants to show up and rescue, but the people of this country need to repent. We have, we have brought so much sin and compromise. I mean, look at our culture. So if anything else, you read this and you go, oh my goodness, could this be us? 100% it could be us. 100%. The people need to repent. And God always forgives. Always. That is the biggest theme I get out of this reading the Old Testament is that God God forgives over and over and over when the people repent and they have a change of heart. Isn't that amazing? Okay, my friends, that was chapter 20, 21, and 22 of the book of Isaiah. Definitely go back and read Keep an open mind. Let it feed your spirit. Even if you say, what did he mean by that? I didn't understand it. That's totally okay. Because your spirit is yearning to hear the voice of the Father. And when you read the book of Isaiah, 
it's definitely God speaking. And your spirit is going to know and be fed and be soothed exactly the way it needs to be. So be encouraged, my friend, as you read through the book of Isaiah. All right. Have a great day. See you soon.